What's going on, everybody? Hello again, and welcome back to another episode of The Welch Report with me, John Luke Welch. Make some noise, clap it up, get excited wherever you are. We are back with another jam-packed episode for you today on this episode of The Welch Report because the NFL season is finally here. Week one has come and gone, and the storylines that have come out of it have been absolutely incredible. Jordan Love in his first stint in the post-Aaron Rodgers era versus the vaunted rival Chicago Bears. How did he fare? What does this mean for the Packers? Moving forward in this new era of football, as well as the Dallas Cowboys routing the New York Giants 40-0 in a game that maybe solidifies all of the Cowboys fans' hopes to legitimately live up to the expectation of being a Super Bowl contending squad. Yes, it's early in week one, but does this performance bow true something that many fans maybe fear from the Dallas Cowboys as the season progresses, which is consistent progress to being a dominant football team and legitimately having cause to say we are actually in route to be a real Super Bowl contender. But before we even talk about all of that, we have to discuss Aaron Rodgers going down for the New York Jets four plays in to a season that was vaunted as the comeback year for the New York Jets franchise and for their fans, a year that was supposed to be deemed as the acclamation or the culmination of finally getting back into prominence, finally getting back into legitimate respect in the eyes of the re of the rest of the NFL world. Oh my gosh, I know Jets fans are going through absolute turmoil because they won and beat the very good and always elite Buffalo Bills 22-16, but at what cost to the rest of their season? All this is going to be talking about here on the Watch Report. So without further ado, actually, what to do before we even start, leave a like on the video, comment your thoughts and opinions, subscribe to the channel, and share the show with everybody that you know so we can build up this empire together. Understand, we're trying to get to 500 subscribers, and then from there, get to 1,000 so we can make this show bigger and better and better for all of you listening on YouTube and as well listening on every podcasting platform out there, Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. And if we're not, tell me and I'll get there. Absolutely. But without further ado, let's jump into the world of the NFL as we have to talk about the other travesty that was a success for the New York Jets as we have to talk about Aaron Rodgers and his injury. Oh, you wanted to see fans in absolute turmoil. You look no further than the New York Jets. That's what's supposed to be. As I said in the intro, this was supposed to be a season for the New York Jets that was lit, lined with gold and diamonds. Aaron Rodgers had came in after his whole darkness retreat, trying to figure out whether he was or wasn't going to play. All this stuff of surrounding Willie and Willie not actively play for the Jets. He gets signed to the Jets. Or rather, he signed with the Jets, excuse me, and New York is up in arms. New York is incredible. New York is excited. New York is on their feet because they now have a solidified Hall of Famer to pair with all of the rest of the legitimate talent that the Jets had at their disposal. Mind you, the whole reason why they went so hard after getting Aaron Rodgers was because Zach Wilson, who now is starting because of the Achilles injury, was not working out for the team. They could not get over the hump needed to legitimately get into the respected coliseum of NFL fans in their eyes. Essentially, Zach Wilson was the one crux in the eyes of fans in the eyes of Jets that were holding back the Jets from fully reaching the pinnacle of their actual 
talent on their roster. Now with Aaron Rodgers on their team, with him leading the fight, with him being the guy, the main guy, one of the best quarterbacks in the world today and of all time, still playing at a great elite level. Oh, this was supposed to be the time where, hey, forget Joe Namath, we're going to have Aaron Rodgers as the greatest QB to ever play put on a Jets uniform. He's going to be the guy that really leads us into the promised land. Oh, my goodness. We can't believe this. The biggest name that we've ever had on our team has finally signed, coupled with and backed with legitimate talent on the offensive and defensive end with wide receivers, with their running back, with their defense, with everything essentially that he was lacking in Green Bay for the past couple years, hence why he got out of that organization now, this is supposed to be set to where the Jets are essentially lining up for a celebration, hoping and hollering in the streets. Oh, the season couldn't come soon enough for the if you were a New York Jets fan, as well as if you were just a football fan in general, because you were greatly invested in what the world and Rodgers are going to be able to do with the talent around him in the New York Jets organization. But with all of that hype coming with them, with them playing, honoring 9-11, with Aaron Rodgers coming out with the flag, holding up old glory, running down the field in a, in a very much American patriotic sense of pride that just enveloped the stadium. Everybody seen what was going on, on on the field and got the sense of, oh, this could be special. Oh, this could be something great. Oh, my gosh, this Jets organization has a whole new feel around them, a whole new look, a whole new vibe. They seem like a totally different team than what we've expected from them over the past couple years. They got swag. They got depth. They got talent. And now they have a bona fide leader at the QB position and just as an on the team as a whole in Aaron Rodgers to fully give them credence and fully give us credence to look at this team and say this is a team built to finally Shake off the rust, shake off the curse of Jets, seemingly the curse of being a Jets fan, which is everything that seemingly can go wrong always seems to go wrong right when we have momentum. We are looking at a time where a new era of Jets fandom can finally commence and a new era of Jets success can finally get underway. And oh, that seemed like it was going to be exactly what was going to happen for all of 75 seconds. That's right, four plays and out. Aaron Rodgers gets injured. Oh, gets tackled by, uh, by the Bills, gets sacked, and then plants his foot on the turf, artificial turf, mind you. And next thing you know, he's falling on his back, limping away on a cart, off a cart, going back to the locker room, and he is out for the rest of the game. And you want to talk about the absolute energy being sucked out of a building, sucked out of a family. You can feel it. Through the screen, if you're watching it, everybody, if you were a Jets fan or a Bills fan or just a fan in general, you just all of a sudden had to have a big sigh of, oh, gosh, no, not like this. Please, anything not like this. We'd rather see the Jets just fail outright. To have it be a situation when the one piece that they tried to get so hard for, that they tried to long to try to get on their roster, to not even get a chance to see him play a full game, let alone a full season, with him, with him being out for with an Achilles tear for the rest of the year. 
And you almost, you know, not almost, you do feel bad for this team. You really do. You really do. Because now you will, you never get to see the full breadth of this team's actual potential able to be reached with everybody playing at the top of the game because Aaron Rodgers is now officially gone for this season. And you feel bad for Jets fans because all the hype, and also for the players as well, all the hype surrounding this move, coupled with Aaron Rodgers seemingly gelling well with the organization, gelling well with the players, wanting to be there, mind you, which is a big thing. This isn't just a, a, a pickup of a team that would just, oh, how, oh um, if I get there, I get there. No, this was a team that he wanted to go to. He wanted to be a New York Jig. He wanted to bond with the rest the organization and the rest of the players. He wanted to have a defense backed by Quentin Williams, Jamal Adams, and others all playing at the same height of the legitimacy of talent that they all have at their disposal. With Sauce Gardner, as well as Wilson on the offensive end, with the running back, with the uh, O-line that looked like, okay, they can actively protect the QB. This was it with the addition of Randall Cobb as well, bringing him back from his old connection of Green Bay. This looked like a team that was built to actually reach and potentially usurp all expectations. Give Jets fans a break from mediocrity, a break from absolute bumminess, and legitimately be a, a great squad. And not only that was dash in a matter of 75 seconds. What the world? You want to talk about life coming at you fast. This is the life of a Jets fan epitomized if I've ever seen it in the history of this sport. You get good, you get to a point where you're ready to to produce and then boom, the rug is put out from under you and no longer are you seen as a viable thing. But with that being the case, the Jets still in spite of the air being pulled out front of them. Oh, excuse me. The air being pulled out of the stadium. The the fanfare seemingly sucked out of the entire arena and uh, of the entire organization as a whole. What do they do? They still are able to rally back, perform, produce, and beat the always elite Buffalo Bills 22-16, holding one of the most potent offenses in the NFL today. Led by Josh Allen, what Stefan Disk, all to only 16 points, beating them in overtime, mind you, with an with a punt return touchdown in overtime. I believe there's only been three in NFL history, if I do remember correctly. It's, 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 I at least know it's sub five punt return TDs to win in overtime in NFL history, if my recollection is correct you can of course go check for yourself get those statistics absolutely but i do my job to make sure i know what i'm talking about if you know what i mean <laughs> but even with that being said the jets performed in spite of having one of the worst things that you could possibly think happening happened to them still produced still came up like they needed to come up zach wilson yes he didn't perform great but he still stepped up when necessary wilson had one of the best and uh, to be perfectly honest a catch of the year candidate in the end zone for this team. And one of the big reasons why he breathed life back into this Jet squad that seemingly was going to just fold in on themselves after Aaron Rodgers went and just went kaput for the rest of the year with the, as we know, the Achilles injury. And all of this now gives us credence to say 
yo, maybe this team can still live up to the expectations that we set for them. Again, they picked off Josh Allen three times and made him look far and away the worst that I've seen Josh Allen look in a very, very long time. Still seemed like the Jets were able to get that Aaron Rodgers leadership from them playing with him in practice, from them play, being with him in the locker room. And all that is seemingly is rubbing off on this team. Again, maybe I'm speculating, but this is what I can tell from this Jet squad watching this game. They were able to hold true and hold fast in a situation where everything by any sensible metric should have just went from out from under him. The rock should have been pulled from under him in terms of the confidence, the playing ability, the wherewithal to understand that we still have a football game to win and the hope to say that we are still a team that can still produce seemingly was going to be ripped away when Aaron Rodgers left the game as well as everybody would have and should have expected when you have one of the greatest quarterbacks in the world and in history all of a sudden leave four plays in never to play again for the rest of the year with an Achilles injury now there is no sense to say rationally oh we still got a shot to be something absolutely not because now you're stuck with what you couldn't what you wanted to get away from and Zach Wilson being the guy to lead this organization but in spite of Zach Wilson being there, they still were able to produce, perform, and overcome one of the best teams in the NFL. Many people's legitimate favorites to get to a Super Bowl, or at least the, a top five favorite to get to a Super Bowl like they've been over the past couple of years. Once again, one of the more dynamic offenses in the entirety of the NFL. That's what the Jets were going up against. And somehow they were still able to overcome that and beat one of the best teams in the NFL right now. One of the more consistent teams in the NFL over the past couple years. This is a situation where the world was turned upside down for the New York Jets. And yet they still had their feet on the ground, had not in the clouds, but had focused on the goal at hand. Even with our main leader down, we still have a job to do. And everybody came and produced necessarily. It was something that I didn't expect at all. I was expecting a complete implosion. I was going to turn the game off. It was supposed to be a blow after that point because I had no hope that they just had any shot of being anything if Aaron Rodgers was not there. But they proved me wrong. They proved me wrong and it begs the question, how far can this team actually go? How far can the Jets actually be? With Zach Wilson being the now concrete number one QB for the rest of the year and Rodgers being gone for the rest of the year. Well, it's a real tale, or it's, it's, a, it's a, the answer, to be perfectly honest, is a flip of a coin. Whether or not this team is going to be able to be consistent is entirely on two things. It's on whether or not the defense can stay as dominant as it was in this game. Again, yes, I know they, they let Stephon Diggs get 10 catches for 100-plus yards. I understand that. But they picked off Josh Allen three times. They made Josh Allen look absolutely, again, abysmal by Josh Allen's very, very high standards of a QB. And they were able to, against one of the more high-powered offenses and gunslinging offenses of the NFL, hold them to a point where they can produce and just need to score a touchdown to win when a situation where normally if you weren't 
Again, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't there, I was expecting this game to go like what we saw from the Cowboys and Giants, 40-0, in that utter implosion. But what Aaron Rodgers has done for this squad is given them confidence, given them legitimate championship experience and a leadership that they have not had in so long at the quarterback position and just on the team as a whole. Nobody's going to rally the troops like we've seen somebody like Aaron Rodgers be able to do with this squad. Again, he's bonded with the Jets. He's legitimately in good graces with the Jets. He wanted to be here. And the reason why is because he saw something in this organization. And because he believed in them, they now believe in themselves. And despite him being off the field, still, they still have that leadership aura surrounding them. We are playing for Aaron Rodgers. And if that is able to stay consistent, this could be a situation where now you get a team that looks to that looks ahead, excuse me, of the schedule and no longer says, oh man, we are without our leader. But now they have the confidence and the talent combined, coupled with the leadership of Aaron Rodgers, even if it's not on the field, that, that in the locker room, in practice, constantly giving advice, giving credence, helping the team improve more and more and more with his expert eye as to what he sees on the offensive end. And with the defense that, again, show that they can step up and produce when the time is right against somebody as good as Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs as a two-headed combo that just obliterates defenses across the league. Now you're looking at a situation where this is a team that maybe will still usurp expectations. This could be a team that even in spite of Aaron Rodgers being gone, could still have a season that we could all look back and say, wow, you know what? This team actively is something. This team has garnered my respect. They could still reach that pinnacle of, of, of football achievement. And this season for the Jets, that football achievement or the pinnacle of that would be, again, Super Bowl, of course, we always know. That's for every team. But the basis is, can they make the playoffs? Can they actively get to the playoffs with the squad that they got around them? And with Aaron Rodgers gone for the rest of the year, it seemed like, at least at the start of that game, that would be a definite no. But now, that answer might actually be a yes. We could actively look at this team and say, maybe this team can actually Live up to the talent that's surrounding them, even with Zach Wilson being at the helm. And with Zach Wilson now getting mentored by one of the greatest of all time in Aaron Rodgers, giving him partners and giving him, not opportunities, but giving him better insight on how to view the game of football so that he can actively carry this team to a title. We could be looking at a situation where if this is what it looks like when everything's going wrong for the Jets in terms of the from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows in a matter of 75 seconds and four downs, and they're still able to rally and do what they need to do, hold off one of the most potent offenses in the NFL and get to a situation where they were able to win in overtime. This looks like a team that is now set to, to be something legitimate. I'm not saying they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. No, no, no. I get that's the, again, I get that's the goal of everybody. I'm not saying this team's going to be a Super Bowl contender. What I am saying is this team has the legitimate poise to make the playoffs and be respected. 
be looked at as a franchise or as an organization and as a team right now that says, okay, from the outside looking in, this team might have it figured out. They might have gotten over that slump that seemingly always gets under their skin whenever good things happen for the New York Jets. And now they're in a position that we can say they may actually consistently play like this for the rest of the year. Now, I understand this game one. I get it. I get it. I completely understand. You never want to count your chickens before they hatch. Absolutely. But we know what has hatched right now has fully usurped the expectations that we have for them. Especially after the egg done fell on the concrete. And it still stayed together. And it hatched out a healthy chicken. In this situation, a healthy chicken is an overtime win by Xavier Gibson. Undrafted rookie who was on hard knocks whose story is phenomenal and now is seen to live up to the, the big things that were talked about on that show in the locker room and behind closed doors. A legitimate X factor for this team potentially. Everything seems to be rolling in the right direction in spite of initially everything rolling in the opposite direction for the New York Jets. And because of that, we now have to look at this and say there's a legitimate Cause for pause to pump the brakes on this whole Jets implosion that we're all expecting and say maybe for the rest of the year we could see this as the legitimate identity of the New York Jets. A team that in spite of adversity now is has the confidence and the talent and the mentorship and leadership of Aaron Rodgers even though he's not on the field behind the scenes and on the sidelines to get this team into a playoff position and make them live up to the expectations of the rest of the talent that's on that roster. That's what we could be looking at with the New York Jets. I, could it be, again, all go wrong as well by the time next game comes around? Absolutely. Absolutely. But as of right now, everything's going in the worst possible situation. Everything's going the best possible route. For the Jets. The only thing better is if they got this win with Rodgers on the line. In the game. Not injured. But in spite of that. Progress is progress. And when it comes to progress being progress. We have to call it like, like, we have to call it, like it is. Things are trending up. Though it's hesitant. Things are trending up for this team. And because that's the case. We have to sit here and say. This is looking like a season that's going to be remembered for one reason or another for the New York Jets. It is going to be because of an overarching success or it's going to be because it was another situation where hopes got high, everything seemed to be lined up, and then kaput, everything went down the drain. That's what it's going to boil down to. And like I said, it's going to be two reasons why this is either going to be great or crash and burn. It is going to be because of the mentorship of Aaron Rodgers backing and feeding into the confidence of the New York Jets to help them keep on playing at the same consistency. It's going to be wisely succeed. And also, if Zach Wilson can play at an average level, not above and beyond, just average. 
black with Jimmy Garoppolo, then this team can actively succeed and make some legitimate noise in a playoff run. But if any of those two things falter, done. But if they stay consistent and actively are able to be what we know they can be, again, with Sauce Garner, with Quentin Williams, with Wilson, with the running back that played phenomenally for the New York Jets, a defense that can hold true and an offense that legitimately can be a highlight reel, this is, can be a situation where this team can be something special. And, or this team can crash and burn completely. But I want to be on the side of they're going to be something special. And I can't wait to see it. Absolutely. It's going to be something phenomenal to behold. But we're going to have to see as the season goes on. But don't count them out yet. Don't do it yet. But look on the bright side, at least for the time being. They won. Even with everything boating down on them, they won. A ship had a leak in it, and yet they still made it to shore. In fact, the mast got broken off, and they were still able to sail to shore. Because of that, we can't rule out anything for the squad at at this moment in time. Always be hesitant, absolutely. But the prospect of a playoff birth is still in the cards. It's just going to take a lot more. But now they show that they can actively reach that level of play with or without Aaron Rodgers. And that gives me cause to say, let me not write this team off completely. Let me put this team in a situation where they can actually produce and be something great. Or at least reach the expectations of, can you get to the playoffs? I'm going to buy into it. I'm going to buy into it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm going to choose to buy into it. Whatever you do, hey, it's whatever you do. Don't be so quick now to root out or or to count out the these New York Jets at this moment in time. Because even while Aaron Rodgers is gone, they just performed against the best of the best and came out with a W. That has to account for something. That has to account for something. And I'm going to lead into this is going to account for something as the games go on. I can't wait to see it. And neither should you. But moving on from a team that is usurping expectations to a team that always has expectations for themselves, the Dallas Cowboys, and what their expectations now are doggone Super Bowl up until the uh, 2035 with the way that they routed out the New York Giants 40 to 0, an absolute shutout against the, the G Men in a game that was, again, a game that they should have won. Let's be perfectly honest. Even with all the hoopla and all the noise and all the, again, the legitimate good things that came out of this game with the Dallas Cowboys against the Giants, it was a game that they should have won, at least in my perspective. Reason being, we understand that the Giants were 97 last year. Yes, they had a winning record. We understand that, yes, they have Shaquan Barkley and all that stuff. We get that. Even still, across the board, Dallas is a completely better team than the New York Giants. I will concede that all day long. Absolutely, they are. And since that's the case, what I was looking for in this game wasn't just to win, but how they would win. See, it's, a, it's, a, it's one thing to beat who you're supposed to be. It's another thing to destroy people that you're supposed to be. 
That's what happened in this game. That's what makes this legitimately impressive. This is a team in the Dallas Cowboys that is even better, in my opinion, than what last year's team was. Especially now that they got Stephon Gilmore to back up Michael Parsons and Diggs, the other corner who I believe led the league in interceptions a year or two ago, to bolster that defense that the Dallas Cowboys have. On top of Dak Prescott with Tony Pollard, with CeeDee Lamb, and a good wide receiving court, this wasn't. This is a team that is supposed to be. When you run against people like the New York Giants, it's not supposed to be a contest, because the Dallas Cowboys are built to be something legitimate. They, on paper, should be something serious. On paper, they should be something that is a threat to every single team in the league. On paper, but consistently they always fall short, and many times it's because they can never beat. The people that they're supposed to be, especially in the fashion when they're supposed to be. That wasn't the case in this game. This game, Cowboys took care of their business absolutely. Pillar to post. Un, no questions asked about it to the point that many people just turned off the game after the third quarter because it was already over. There was nothing that the Giants could do. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Michael Parsons was dominant as always. Cowboys had seven sacks, two picks. A blocked field goal for a TD. Held Shaquan Barkley to 51 yards. I forget what the exact statistic was, but essentially there was a slew of things that had never happened for one team in an entire season. I believe it was a, a fumble, blocked field goal for a touchdown, uh, uh, picked off twice, and a couple other things. They did all that to the New York Giants in the same game. It was incredible. We loved it. Watching it, it was beautiful because now there might be some legitimate, real credence and real weight behind the Super Bowl aspirations that all Cowboys fans consistently talk about. No, I'm not one that's trying to jump on the Cowboys bandwagon. Again, I'm a Carolina fan. We got smoked by Atlanta. But even despite that, despite me being in my misery and being in my depressive state of being a Carolina Panthers fan, we are looking at a Cowboys team. And again, I got family who are Cowboys fans. Absolutely. I got, I got parents that are Cowboys fans. Uncles, aunts, Cowboys fans. It's all. It's a whole bunch of rah-rah every time they play. But we love it because it brings the football fervor. But even with that, it's normally just been a bunch of noise. Absolutely. And every year, oh, can they do it? Can they accomplish it? Now, this with this new season, it's a point of pause. I see what I did there. Yeah, pause before I spoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but it's, it's, it's a point to say the start of any legitimate championship squad is to get them to see if they can take care of who they need to take care of. If you can dominate who you're supposed to dominate, then we can start looking to say, okay, now this is on to something. Because there's many cases where you can play well against good teams, but then play abysmal against bad teams. Play up to the caliber of your opponent. Happens in boxing all the time. You fight up to how somebody can fight. And if they're great, okay, you, you fight even greater. But if they're bad, you let a lot of things slide in terms of how you perform and how you prepare for the fighter. 
legitimate. One of the greatest of all time, Salvador Sanchez in boxing. Mike Tyson said this about him. If you were an average fighter fighting against Salvador Sanchez, you would probably make it the full 12 rounds. You lose, but you make it the full 12. But if you were a legitimate great going up against Salvador Sanchez, you're getting knocked out. Because he would fight and elevate his gang up to the competition that he was fighting against. Now, for him, it always worked out. But in the NFL world, that doesn't always work out. We've seen teams play up to the standard of somebody and then absolutely fold against teams that they should absolutely be. There's no consistency, whether good or bad, against the opponent. Or, excuse me, when the opponent is good or bad, there is no consistency when people play against them. But this could be a sign. Again, this is all week one. All maybe blown out of proportion level opinions. But what we saw is a team that will be able to seemingly be consistently good regardless of who they play against. Now again, once they play against type of competition, will this stout defense still be as stout? And will it be able to score on its own? Coupled with an offense of, again, C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard playing, again, phenomenally with, again, one of the best O-lines in the NFL. Will this be a situation where both the offense and defense are going to always show up together and produce against anybody in the NFL? Because if that is the case, you're looking at a team that now, yes, okay, this Super Bowl talk will actually be legit. But it's been like that for the past six years, for the past decade. If your offense can play up to the caliber of your defense or vice versa, you would be great. That's what we've been saying about the Cowboys. Consistently. And nine times out of ten, it's always been the offense somehow always folds, despite what the defense brings to the table. And so the point still stands, as it always has, with this Cowboys squad. Everything that this Cowboys team looks to achieve this season or for any season boils down to whether or not Dak Prescott is going to be an elite QB or not. That's what it's going to boil down to. Because see, this isn't like the New York Jets with Zach Wilson. Again, a player who hasn't, who didn't work out for them last season. And while they got Aaron Rodgers this season and now have to rely on him for this season again. Hopefully, and hopefully Zach Wilson will be able to perform. But many people are saying it's, it's an iffy, slippery slope with Zach Wilson. With Zach Wilson, we just, they just need him to play pedestrian. Because their ultimate goal, yes, while well, we know it's a Super Bowl, the realistic ultimate goal is playoffs. And can you just ride the offense like a regular operator, like Jimmy Garoppolo, like I brought up earlier? And can you produce? And if so, great. That this team has the potential to produce and perform up to the level of getting a playoff berth. Something they've been longing for. But with the Cowboys, it's different. Cowboys have always been a playoff contending team. It's just they've had the capacity to make it to the Super Bowl. It's just they never were able to because Dak Prescott consistently was up and down. Like a ship on a wave. Like a kite in the sky. Going up and down. Deacon and ducking. Changing altitudes at a moment's notice. But he's getting paid and being seen as a legitimate QB. 
Now this is the time, and this is probably his last year, for him to show that he is set, ready, prepared, poised, and equipped to run the offense and get them to an actual playoff berth and make this team ready for a legitimate run at the Super Bowl. Because they can get there. Absolute, barring injury, they can get there. Of course, no one in the NFL, anything can happen, and we hope and pray nothing like that does happen. But barring injury, this team has to, is equipped to make it to a Super Bowl. Yes, they are. You know, memeable hate aside, and just, again, everybody loving the hate on the Cowboys, throwing that sentiment out the window. Objectively, as a fan, this team is slated to be a Super Bowl contender. Yes, they are. Problem is, Dak Prescott is never poised within himself to perform up to the level to get them to that point. Always faltering, always waning, always making stupid decisions in the biggest moments. Always underperforming like a, again, backup QB when he's getting paid elite money. And being trusted by the Cowboys consistently. When many people are saying, hey, you need to go on and trade him. Let him go and get somebody else into the fray so that they can actively take this team where it needs to go. That's what is being talked about with this Cowboys squad. And this, that's what's being talked about this season. This is indeed the last year that the Cowboys have with Des Prescott, in my estimation, to legitimately have a shot at making the Super Bowl. If they really want to get there. Because Dak Prescott up until this point has never shown that he can consistently be the man, the guy, the big kahuna, the, 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 the leader, the gunslinger, the sheriff. Never shown that. Always up and down, but never actively on a sustained rise. Because it's always a situation where he fails as QB, as a leader, in some way, shape, or form. It's always good. I mean, we've heard it from Stephen A. multiple times. One of the avid haters of the Dallas Cowboys. What can go wrong will go wrong. What can go wrong will go wrong for this Cowboys organization. It's always been the case. And it's always boded true. But what has normally gone wrong, again, barring injury, has always been that Prescott. It's always been him. CeeDee Lamb's always produced. Tony Pollard, ever since he got the main reins, has produced. Michael Parsons in that defense has produced. Stephon Gilmore has produced up until right now. Diggs produces one of the better ball-hawking cornerbacks in the league, intercepting cornerbacks in the league. O-line's always been the O-line, that vaunted O-line of the Dallas Cowboys. We know this. We know this. They've only gotten better this season, all around with talent. It's Dak Prescott that has consistently caused worry because we don't know whether or not he's going to actively be what he needs to be to make this team what it can be, which is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And if Dak Prescott does not perform like he needs to perform, again, we're going to look at go on the roller coaster of Dak, the roller coaster of Prescott, the roller coaster of mediocrity. That's what this is. The roller coaster of mediocrity by one player that affects the rest of the team. Because no matter how good the rest of the team can play, Dak Prescott with his ability to consistently succumb 
to mediocrity at a moment's notice will cause this team to falter time and time again. Same thing bodes true for this season. Same thing bodes true for this year. Absolutely, the Cowboys are slated to make a Super Bowl run. I've had that same sentiment since last year. Same sentiment since last year. The Cowboys have always been built to be something legitimate. It has been Dak Prescott who has been the guy that has held his team back. Constantly. Constantly. Now it's put up or shut up. In my opinion, this is the last year that he's got to actually put up and show that he can actually do something. If not, get him out of there. He's done. On this team, he's done. He's had too many chances. He's had too much of a good ride to under the whole of the Cowboys organization. Work closer running back, whether it be Tony Pollard or Ezekiel Elliott. He's had Amari Cooper. He's had C.D. Lamb. He's had Witten. He's had a great O-line. He's had a great defense. Top to bottom, he's had everything that you would need. And yet he still finds a way to not use everything at his disposal to get over the hump and legitimately reach everything that we say this Dallas Cowboys can reach. And it's because he is not the guy. Up until this point, he's not shown that he can be legitimately the guy. He just hasn't shown it. Has not shown it at all. Gotten paid like it, got the respect like it, has been talked about like it, but he's not the guy. He's not the guy. He's got the keys, but he can't unlock the door. This is his last time to pick the lock. Because if he can't, they're done. So, so as of right now, this Cowboys team looks like it can be slated to reach the heights that we all say they can reach. But with that being said, this is Dak Prescott's last opportunity to legitimately show that he is worth the money, the respect, and the time of the Dallas Cowboys organization to reach a Super Bowl. Because to be perfectly honest, that's what it's going to be now. There's no weakness in this Dallas Cowboys team anymore. There isn't it. There isn't it. From my perspective, there isn't none. Defense phenomenal. Quarterback's phenomenal. Especially with Stephon Diggs. Or excuse me. Especially with Stephon. Not Stephon. With Gilmore. Excuse me. Bolst, but yeah, Stephon Gilmore. Bolstering that cornerback in that backfield. With Michael Parsons leading the front seven. Being one of the best edge rushers in the entirety of the league. And with, again, CeeDee Lamb being the breakout started he is and having a great running back in Tony Pollard and having a great O-line there's no excuse there's no excuse no excuse this year if you don't do anything this year Dak Prescott you're gone Dak is the sole proprietor of whether this team is going to make it big or crash and burn this game shows something great hey great if this can't consistently be done, and if Dak Prescott can't consistently be an elite QB, and not an up and down tidal wave of elite to mediocrity, this team doesn't have anywhere to go. 
team doesn't have anywhere to go except for failure again and being again laughed at by the rest of the of the NFL fandom. America's team being laughed at by America. That's what's going to happen. It's all on Dak Prescott. Nobody else. Dak Prescott has to come up and perform this year. If he doesn't come up and perform this year, Dallas Cowboys' chances to make a Super Bowl, again, will be zero. Despite what this performance seemingly shows of being legitimately a threat. But if he doesn't do it, kaput. It's going to be crash and burn. That's what it's going to be. Crash and burn. And it's going to be just an, an ominous, oh boy. Boom. Here we go again. Cowboys fans holding their head in shame. Because they had it all. And they're going to lose it all because of that Prescott. It's all on his shoulders how far this team can actively go. And finally on this show, we have to talk about Jordan Love and his performance as the newest QB1 for the Green Bay Packers against the Chicago Bears, the Bears, the rivals of the Green Bay Packers, of course, the, one of the more storied rivalries in NFL history, in a game where Jordan Love beat the brakes off of the Bears 20, or excuse me, 38 to 20, in a game that he played absolutely phenomenal in, 245 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, all with a commanding hold on the offense of the Green Bay Packers. Again, coming into this game, many people were questioning how a post-Aaron Rodgers era would look for the Green Bay Packers. Again, mind you, the Green Bay Packers were the team that he did. Rodgers had not only won a Super Bowl for them and had been one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback that they had ever had under their roster. But at the same time, the organization was a team that had robbed Aaron Rodgers of some of his best years, even with his MVP years on that squad because they never got him help, never got him any wide receivers, never got him a great O-line for the rest of his career, and never got the legitimate pieces through the draft that would have given Aaron Rodgers' credence to want to stay there. Now, and are coupled with drafting Jordan Love as Aaron Rodgers' replacement, further pushing him out of the Green Bay organization. But now, with Aaron Rodgers fully gone, has Jordan Love shown that he can actively take the reins and be comfortable? And let me tell you something right now. With this game, absolutely he's shown he can do that. I'm not saying he's going to be greater than Aaron Rodgers. Oh, never. I would never speak such a blasphemy across the NFL airways. Never. Absolutely not. I'm a smart fan. You're a smart fan. We don't do, do stupidity and hot takes like that. We talk on the real of what the situation is. And the real of what this situation is with Jordan Love. Jordan Love is equipped to have everything necessary to be legitimately the main guy for the Green Bay Packers for years to come. With Again, with context, the Bears have been one of the worst teams in the NFL. They were one of the worst teams last year. Absolutely. We get that. Justin Fields was still making mistakes. Offense is terrible. Defense is terrible. We understand that. But even still, in a big-time game against an opponent with a lot of history, how are you going to be able to even against, even if it's a bad team, have the poise, control, and be able to overcome the pressure of a big-time moment to be able to show that, okay, yeah, I've arrived. This is my team. This is my locker room. This is my offense, and this is my time to shine. And Jordan Love showed that he actively has all of those intangibles in him to produce and perform potentially on a consistent level for the rest of the year. And for the rest of his career, this is very high remarks for the start of the Jordan Love era. 
this man, again, threw for 245 yards, did not throw an interception, threw three touchdowns, and was poised in the pocket, controlled, able to go through his progressions, consistently looking like he had control of the entirety of the offense, never looked out of sync, never looked out of place, looked like he had everybody on that team in his pocket in terms of they trusted him, they believe in him, they vie with him, they want him on this team, they look to him to be a leader, they look to him to be a spark. He has that it factor coursing through him. He can be legitimately that it guy for the Green Bay Packers. He can be the man that everybody can look to and say, take us there. You're the guy that we're going to put our hopes and dreams on to carry us there. And he seems like he's got broad enough shoulders to be able to take the brunt of those hopes and dreams, take the brunt of all of this leadership responsibility and be able to live up to it and play in it and thrive in it. That's what Jordan Love looked like in this game. Again, we had, we, again, all of this is week one. We understand it. But with all of that being said, there still needs to be some level that we need to see can you perform at the best of your ability. Even if the opponent isn't necessarily all that good. Can you take care of business against an opponent that you should be able to take care of business against? And that's exactly what Jordan Love did. And he did it in the best way possible. He did it in, a, in, in, in complete control. He did it in complete control. Nothing phased this man getting into the pocket. Again, this could be all these years of going and, and studying under Aaron Rodgers, looking at how he throws the ball, looking at how he goes through his progressions, looking at how he is able to be creative outside the pocket, which Jordan Love was, and how he's able to be comfortable and understand that there's always the right play that needs to be made. It's always available. You have to be calm enough to actively make it. And you can be creative if you never get out of being, again, understanding when your safety net needs to be taken advantage of, which is deking and ducking to the, again, to the running back, to the tight end, or throwing the ball away. Being smart while being able to take risk. That's exactly what Jordan Love has seemingly been able to pick up from Aaron Rodgers, as well as seeing as how Aaron Rodgers goes through the Matt LaFleur offense and how he's able to thrive in that. What was he able to take up and be able to pull from that? It was the ability, again, to go through progressions, the ability to be able to take deep shots when necessary, be comfortable in the Matt LaFleur-led Offense in the playbook, he was able to pick up a lot of the things that we saw from Aaron Rodgers and tweak it into his own. It's only getting better from him. It's only going to get better from him, at least from what we've seen at this point in time. This isn't a brother that looks frazzled or looks, I mean, I'm so geared up to show everybody why I should have had this starting QB job way, way, way sooner. You know, this is a man that said, I'm going to do everything I can to study under one of the greatest of all time, make myself the best version of myself by pulling tactics, intangible assets, progression, run-through styles, and just some play styles that we saw that Aaron Rodgers did when he was at Green Bay and applied to my own game, coupled with my own athleticism, my own size, and my own style and turn myself into a QB that can play in multiple different ways, or multiple, um, in multiple different facets against multiple different opponents and defenses and have the ability to be comfortable against any of them. No matter what you throw my way, I'm going to be prepared for it all. 
That's what this Jordan love looks like. That's what this generation of Jordan love looks like. This looks like a mature, more developed, more poised, more ready Jordan love than we saw him coming out of college. And I, for one, am excited to see what this brother's going to be able to do as he gets even more comfortable, as the team even more so buys in to him as a QB. This is going to be something special for the Green Bay organization. And I'm excited to see what Jordan Love can do. Because absolutely, this brother looks like something special for years and years and years and years and years to come. Barring injury, we can see this Green Bay team still be something legitimate. Because mind you, he did all of this, 245 with three touchdowns, no interceptions, on great throwing percentage, without Christian Watson. One of the better wide receivers, one of the best wide receivers that the, Green Bay, that the Green Bay Packers had on their roster. And one of the breakout wide receivers that they had come his rookie year. It was phenomenal. Absolutely. People were saying pair Christian Watson with another great wide receiver when Aaron Rodgers was there. Oh, you got to step a recipe for, for success. Now, we saw what Jordan Love was able to do without Christian Watson on the roster. Now you get him back into the roster potentially next Sunday. You're you're looking at a fully-fledged, fully healthy team and a great offense led by Jordan Love with targets galore, poise galore, and an ear to his huddle and an ear to the locker room and fully in control of being the it guy in Green Bay. Oh, this Green Bay team is going to be special, and you better keep up with it because I can't wait to see what Jordan Love and this Green Bay Packers team is going to do. Yes, this is against a bad Bears squad. I understand. But even still, he took care of business and he looked good doing it. Once he stepped up and put in opposition, of course we're going to evaluate whether he can perform against them. Absolutely. That's not a question. But again, we can only go off of what we see. And what we see is a man who handled his business against a team that, again, he... If he, was going to look, if he was going to look good against any team in the NFL, the Bears were that team, and he did just that. So let's buy into the hype team, just hype train just a little. Because he did what he needed to do against an opponent that he should have done it against. So don't hold that against him. Instead, show him some love by saying, okay, yeah, yeah, you got something. Maybe you do have something. Maybe this love guy is something legitimate. Maybe the Green Bay Packers did actually see something special in Jordan Love and signing him in the peak of Aaron Rodgers' powers. Maybe they saw the future as being bright and prepared accordingly. That very well could be true. But only time will tell if this consistency will stay prevalent. But in the immediate, oh, I'm high on Jordan Love. Oh, I can't wait to see him next Sunday, absolutely. Because he's going to be something special to watch. I am really vying on really buying into him being not just the it guy but potentially turning into one of the better QBs in the entirety of the league oh that can absolutely happen that can absolutely happen call me jumping the gun but I'll call it like I see it I see something special in this brother and I want to see him more he could potentially be a legitimate box office type of QB at least for me and I'm tuning in to see his progression Get better and better and better, or worse and worse and worse. With that, wherever the chips may fall, trust and believe I'm going to be there to react to it all. You're doggone right. I ain't pulling no punches on whether he's good or whether he's bad. How you produce is how you produce. Point blank, period. 
But right now, their trajectory is up. Very much up. And I can't wait to see it go up and up and up even more as time goes on as the season progresses. Barring injury. And everything bodes well and bodes true and stays the way it is right now. All oh, this brother's got something special in store for the rest of the league. They better watch out. Because between week, week one and week 16, uh, shoot, or week 17, we could be talking about this brother in a legitimately elite light. And I can't wait for it, absolutely. But with that being said, this has been another episode of the Watch Up What With Me. Jean-Luc Rush, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening and taking time out to listen to this NFL dedicated episode of the Watch Up Report. I've been Jean-Luc Rush. Y'all have been phenomenal. Again, leave a like on the video, comment, thoughts, and opinions. Subscribe to the channel and share the show with everybody that you know so we can build up this empire together, absolutely. And maybe we can get us 500 subscribers, definitely. But this has been the Watch Up Report. I've been phenomenal. You've been beautiful. Peace and love. We are out of here.